Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the UW Film Club podcast, where each week we invite a member of the club onto the show to talk about a movie of their choosing. Whether that movie be good, bad, topically relevant, or anything in between, it's all on the table. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Arrieta, and joining me, as always, is Cynthia. Hello. And uh, this week, no members. No, no, no. We're, we're, we're bringing, we're dragging in uh, two former club presidents, uh, Jamie Housen and Kevin Connor. Thanks for having us, Greg. Um, yeah, great to be back. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, you guys aren't done with this bitch yet. No, no. <laughs> we're, we're dragging you guys into this. People haven't read the headline or the you know, episode title. What film do you guys bring in? The Social Network. Wow. Directed by David Fincher. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. So when when you brought when we brought you on for that Batman Returns episode, I was like, oh, we're gonna invite Jamie on to do his episode. And I was like for sure gonna guess it was gonna be social network, but you went with the, the topically relevant you know, everyone's favorite Christmas film. Yes. Batman <laughs> Returns. And then we wanted Kevin on the show. And brought Kevin in, and Kevin brought social network, and I thought by obligation, <laughs> by rule, Jamie's got to be on it as well. Well, Greg was like, choose a movie, and I sent Greg like ten ideas, <laughs> and he's like, do any of them, yeah. and then I was like, fuck, let's just do the social network. That's the whole premise of the show. I can't, you know, no bearing. That's why we influence it. That's why we have like eight superhero films on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great. Now, to be clear, we all hate social network. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's where yeah. we're coming from. Yes, definitely my least favorite movie. You'd be surprised at how few people bring in like hate episodes yeah you know, we're yeah. surprisingly positive bunch there's like two there's hate two episodes. which is like the greatest showman and, and oh. the first episode of the book of henry so oh yeah that's that is a that is a classic <laughs> it is i that's why you know i was like i could pick something like citizen kane but why set the bar why why ruin expectations with the first episode <laughs> and you know assistant kane probably just doesn't have as much like a cultural impact no that bfi list or the afi list yeah. sound list mm-hmm. who is Orson flooded, anyway? flooded with uh you know colin trevaro's <laughs> yeah <laughs> Top, it would just look like his filmography, exactly, just top to bottom. The, uh, no, the, do you guys see the new, like, best of the 2010s, uh, list that came out? Was that that Real Reels or something? Something weird. But I they, remember, the reason why I saw that was because someone had tweeted out, like, a, an egregiously bad hot take about movies that were, like, yeah. not worthy on that list, mm-hmm. and that's how I found it, but other than that, it's like, I feel like it was all... American films? There was like a lot of, it was like very American centric, but there was like, there was one like the top five or ten that was like, well, like Holy Motors is on there, like in the top ten. Oh, yeah. That was and that was interesting, but it's pretty, it's pretty American centric. Yeah, that's someone to tweet that again. I have no relation. All this is like secondhand. Yeah. Someone retweeting or tweeting. No, we got it. You're the expert on this. Yeah, yeah. Did you write the list, Greg? They asked me to pull for a like, of Henry. They asked me to fill in for like five Trevorrow's Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Someone had tweeted out like the the whoever they pulled was like skewed American, so the critics from like other countries weren't brought in. Yeah, but, and it's also just like from what I heard, um, and you might be the expert more, correct? But uh, <laughs> they they just like sent out like an email to like all of the critics uh, and the American critics, and they're like, just turn in your top five. 
Like, not like <laughs> 1 through 20, not like, just like top five of the, of the decade. And then it was just uh, like counted how many each was in the top five. It wasn't very scientific. Uh, Sounds I'm, pretty I'm gonna, scientific. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna they say. crowdsourced. But it was like, I think it was Mad like, yeah. it was like Mad Max was number one. <laughs> okay. Um, and the only reason that this was, this was a long turn, uh, Journey to get to social this, network this, is number five. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. So it's, yeah. it's getting, it's starting to get the recognition. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It might not have won the Oscar, but it definitely should have. Trying yes, to find yeah. that list because it was like. Well, it's also just it's 2019 and like they're like best of the decade, <laughs> yeah. 2010 to 2020, and you're like, we got a couple. They're coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, the so, top five was number one, Mad Max, two, Tree of Life, three, Moonlight, four, Boyhood, five, Social Network, Master, Roma, Phantom Thread, Separation, Inside Moon Davis, Get Out, Under the Skin, Carol, Margaret. It's a strange list, I guess. Tony Tony separation. Yeah. Represent. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a so, not American. Not a, the only one. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, Roma. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't, didn't hear that one. one. That's good. Um, Sounds like they nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to ask what what you guys have seen this week. We've been rambling so much, so. Yeah. What about, like, what movies? I saw... Oh, we're going to go with the segment. We'll just go back. <laughs> <laughs> I saw The Godfather Part 2 with The Grand Illusion. Nice. Ooh, I have to watch that in my classes. Actually, I have to watch Godfather Part 1 and 2. And, oh, my God. Uh, it's like 10 hours of your life. Oh, yeah. yeah. Part 2 is 3 hours and 20 minutes. The first one's 3 hours. Yeah. yeah. And Ooh. the projectionist came out because it was on 35, and he's like, so there's going to be a thing that says intermission on it, but I'm going to skip that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Classic. What was it? Someone had tweeted out something. We're only going to talk about tweets on this show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like you have, you have some choices, which was... Um, so when I put, like, a picture of an Avengers film and, like, a really, another famous, uh, which I can't name right now for obvious reasons because on the spot, but uh, it's, like, another three-hour film that's, like, a masterpiece, and it's, like, you have choices this weekend. Which one do you want to go see, Avengers or this masterpiece? Proud to say I saw the Avengers. <laughs> you really? Yeah. <laughs> I, made, I made the, the you know. You gave it part of that $357 million. Oof. Yeah, I'm upset. I'm upset about being part of that. But, you know, so it goes. Yeah. Listen to our Avengers podcast from last week. <laughs> so, yeah, let's just, you know, Jamie, what have you been, what have you been listening, reading, doing? Uh, I would say in the Avengers, I really haven't had much time to see anything else this last week. Um, but uh, but it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a big fan of Yeah. I just love, love, all love those these superhero ones. movies. Mm-hmm. Batman Returns. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jamie is like a big fan of Thor. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I've read it. I've read every comic, and, and I've seen you know All two the of memes. the three movies. So Dark World is just playing in your place. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, enough rambling. Let's get into <laughs> the Social Network. Um, came out in 2010, directed by David Fincher, starring Jesse Eisenberg as uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Justin Timberlake as Sean Parker, Andrew Garfield as Eduardo Savron. 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 Yeah. Uh, then you got Army Hammer as the, the Winklevi. Yeah. And who else? You got Dakota Johnson as the Harvard student. No, the Stanford, Stanford student. student. It's a pretty incredible cast. Did we yeah. say Timberlake? Rudy yeah. Mara. 
Randy Moore. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rashida Jones, mm-hmm. um, Brenda Song. Mm-hmm. It's like a stacked cast. Max it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Good spirit. Good teen spirit. Yeah. Good spirit director. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, it's sort of interesting to think about. Um, for Andrew Garfield, that was one of his first major roles. Maybe that was his sort of breakout role that helped mm-hmm. him get Spider-Man, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he had originally auditioned for for the Zuckerberg character. Um, <laughs> and I, I think maybe it's important, too, to say character, right? Like, this movie is based on real life. Uh, it does sort of um, uh, change some of the details, and, you know, it's it's loose with Why the details. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But for the most part, it is structural, structurally accurate in terms of uh, the events that occurred. But anyway, some of the characters are not the exact same as uh, their real-life um Counterparts. So Zuckerberg's a good example of, you know, Eisenberg's Zuckerberg is not necessarily the same kind of awkward and strange that the real Zuckerberg is. He is still awkward and strange, but in different ways and to achieve different... We don't have the, the best film. reputation on privacy, to put it lightly. <laughs> well, that all the There's, yeah. like, all this talk now about, like, Sorkin's been on record being like, I would do a social network, too, given the recent events yeah. and everything. yeah. Um, it would be pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if they could revisit like the same like character characters of this. If that would be as interesting, but yeah, um, there is like rewatching this. There was uh, like the whole thing starts with him invading people's privacy yeah. and taking all the photos, <laughs> mm-hmm. and like it's interesting to see like even like the eight or nine years since this got released, like how yeah, this- soft it is on certain criticisms of Zuckerberg that are like very uh, topical now mm-hmm. yeah. and then how hard it is and other things that either aren't um, accurate to, to him as a person like for example like there's this whole th- a through line of like uh, relationships with women mm-hmm. in, in this movie and from what I know he was he's been with his, um, wife, his wife before his Priscilla, before, right? yeah. Priscilla yeah before you know, Facebook was even invented yeah. so um, you know that was kind of fudging things but I think Sorkin a lot of this was like um, amalgamated from like the three different depositions and like I think that's supposed to be fairly accurate mm-hmm. as much as it's public knowledge yeah and, and like the Erica Albright character and Zuckerberg's relationship with her is sort of yeah like uh, more thematic and, and to achieve a, a, a thematic point rather than mm-hmm. to like be historically accurate um, and so yeah you're right on but uh, to go back to sort of the cast and like Andrew Garfield like it was very early on for him and then for Timberlake too, he hadn't done a ton of acting, and he, I remember reading. Love maybe, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, trolls. Yeah, oh, yeah. Not, this is not, where the break. For he trolls. Is, yeah, yeah. he's trolls. Oscar nominated. This paved, Timberlake. paved the way for trolls. Yeah. Uh, uh, wow. Huh? <laughs> I sort of have to think about if it was worth it. You know. Well, I think I think this is. Uh, I mean, not just like Garfield and Timberlake. This is like, arguably the peak were like one or top two of like most of these actors yeah. mm-hmm. and also the reason why they become or one of the big reasons why they become bigger players yeah. later on mm-hmm. and you know some actors have like taken that and ran you know like Jesse Eisenberg only does movies that he wants to do basically <laughs> yeah. now I mean yeah. a couple years after this he's been like type, his whole thing is like he's been typecasted as this awkward yeah because he played yeah. so well and now he's like trying to be like a Woody Allen-ish type like I'm the right play then also yeah the part of self-defense is like like really yeah. leaning into that kind of quirky, awkward character that he's just typecasted as. <laughs> yeah. But it works in that movie. 
So yeah, it, I mean, it's such an incredible performance. Mm-hmm. It's, it's this strange Zuckerberg character, and he he did get a Best Actor nom out of it too. Mm-hmm. Lost and, Colin Firth. Yeah, scam. Soon. But, <laughs> um, but it's funny if you listen to like the commentary um, with Fincher. I think he talks about like we really didn't want to cast Justin Timberlake because he's so famous and like it would was so sort of, at the time, strange for people to see him acting. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was just so good in the auditions as the mm-hmm. Sean Parker character. And you see it in the movie. Yeah. I mean, he's so, yeah. He has this sort of swagger and the attitude and, like, the strange um, sense of, like, self, this exaggerated sense of self and um, as, like, a visionary or, or a futurist or something. And um, that came through so well, so I can sort of see why they were like, well, we got to cast him. <laughs> I mean, this guy's too good. He, like, jolts the movie. The movie's, like, very yeah. well paced already. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I forgot, because, like, uh, when I'm rewatching it this time, I paused it when he came on for the first time, because I'm like, <laughs> we're very far into yeah. this movie. He's, like, 57 minutes. Yeah, like, he's, halfway like, through. Halfway through, it's and it's, crazy. like, right where most movies would lull a little bit, mm-hmm. where you, like, have set up things, and you're kind of, like, running your course, and you need everything to start, like, turning, and you need to, like, have them, like, go down the whatever... Heroes journey thing. Yeah, um, that's such a great point. Like, and then just like <laughs> totally Justin Timberlake is like, movie. and then my thing with this movie is that like, production wise, this movie like starts and just goes for two hours, and it, mm-hmm. there's no lulls. There's like, it's yep. back and forth, and like it's in part because of like Sorkin's banter, but also like Fincher's directing and the soundtrack and the yeah, acting, mm-hmm. and it's just like <laughs> goes straight through. It's one of those like. I flip on and I'm like, I'll watch five minutes. Can't it's stop. Like two hours yeah. later. <laughs> maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe it makes sense to start. Well, we're already into this, but maybe talk about the opening scene because yeah. that yes. totally sets the tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hundred and I think it was 120, 100 and something, something like that takes, takes yeah. where he made Peak like, Fincher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just wanted them to do it over and over and over again. And it's like the 99th or something. <laughs> the words per minute in that sequence alone is like. If you want to show someone like what is an irrigatory script, you show them that, yeah. that fucking scene because that is literally what he he does so well. And it's what it's doing is it's like it's not only establishing that kind of that woman kind of um, that woman through line, that, through line yeah. Yeah. woman love interest through line, but it's also kind of establishing like he the way just like the I guess it's not establishing, but the way he's like operating mm-hmm. on like multiple levels like. He'll be he'll bring up something and then like talk about it again yeah. like three yeah. more. So window time. into his into Zuckerberg's yeah. way of thinking too. Yeah, that he's so um, committed to one thing until he starts thinking about another thing and he can't get off that. And I don't. And know. he has like the ability to communicate and articulate himself, but he's just so in it that he's not, and he doesn't yeah. like. Yeah. A lot of it is that he doesn't think the other person that he's in the room with deserves to know. Yeah. Or he's just or like can yeah. keep up. Or, or, or keep, up. keep yeah. up, especially with, with that scene. So you're saying come, yeah. that, and then in terms of just like themes and like symbols, they're setting up like the row, the crew stuff. Yeah. There's like a fish line in there that's thrown away <laughs> that like there's a lot of fish stuff that I forgot was like all over. And you're just setting up like all these things, including what becomes like the full circle of the movie which is her her line about being an asshole mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you, you have it like bookended with Rashida Jones's line about like you're not an asshole you're just trying to be and so it's like all these things it's just like a master class of back and forth banter and it's like 10 minutes and you just throw you in there's no like hand holding and like it starts before clothes. you see you yeah. know the first uh, the first frame yeah you know, it's in the title, like the, the Paramount title card. And then they just give you the nice, like, intro 
uh, music to just like have you like process everything yeah. the like, thousand million words you just heard yeah such a great opening too yeah. Him yeah. Running, running running around the streets of yeah. Boston mm-hmm. I don't know I think maybe that was filmed uh, at Johns Hopkins in, mm-hmm. in Baltimore mm-hmm. a lot of it was Harvard does that seem like yeah yeah. Yeah. There, yeah for some reason yeah I heard it's like because one movie filmed there and like totally trashed yeah, Harvard and they're like ever again yeah <laughs> crazy and then like the movie just doesn't let up there like most of the scenes back and forth back and forth they're like zingers like in every scene mm-hmm. and it doesn't really falter too much there's like some stuff that has like aged a little bit but what was that line uh, if you can read if you can tell the weather you can uh, tell the price of heating oil oh yeah just such a great line yeah. and it's a throwaway like they're yeah. like so they so never cool. go back to that yeah and he, it's like it's another example of him being like keep up keep up like yeah like obviously and like, it goes back to like Edward, Ed, is it Eduardo or Edward? Edward. Edward. Eduardo's his whole thing like he's not keeping we're moving at like a million miles per hour. We've got angel investors. And it goes money. to like when they, they, he pulls him into his room in, in Palo Alto and he's like, I'm afraid you're going to get lost or left behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what do you mean left behind? Well, it's Zuckerberg's arrogance too, where he's like, oh, you know, Eduardo would never even get consideration from one of the final clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, yet he does. And, yeah. you know, actually is able to, you know, break in, whereas Zuckerberg never gets a look. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also gets the girlfriend. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's, he's a little problematic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's um, such a great film. And then we're only in the first scene. Let's I touch on the, the script aspect a little bit more because I think with Aaron Sorkin's, if you've seen like Molly's Game, the reason <laughs> it has his script writing in it. But yeah. I feel like what makes Aaron Sorkin's films work to a lot of sense is the directors they get. <laughs> like you get Ben Miller, you get you get David Fincher. Mm-hmm. You get, um, who else has you been working with? Oh, God. If you bring up a topic, you can't even speak to it. Damn it, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, yeah, he kind of, like, Aaron Sorkin kind of gets in the way of himself a little mm-hmm. bit. You feel like, so when he is directing and and writing, like he is in Molly's Game, it's, like, concentrated Sorkin. <laughs> yeah. And you or the some, newsroom would be another example. Yeah, the newsroom. Like, too, too like much Sorkin. Yeah, you need like the Danny Boyle, the David Fincher to kind of like moderate. Be, yeah, yeah. Be like, calm, calm down. You know, like those actors that you're like, you can pretty much wind them up and like let them go, and they'll just like act the act to act like as hard as they can. And you like the director to be like, let's take it back yeah. for a little bit, Eddie Redmayne or whoever, and and do that. And I think I think it, I think it looks it works really well in this. I think like. I think, personally, like, everyone on this is, like, it's, like, their best thing or their second best thing. I think you can argue Mm -hmm. that it's their best thing with, like, the exception of maybe, like, Fincher or some of the other Sorkins. But in terms of, like, acting and and the production down the line, it's it's pretty, it's pretty top of everyone's game. Yeah. Um, And how the screenplay came together is kind of interesting, too. Uh, Sorkin was originally supposed to adapt... Um, this accidental billionaires book um, that was sort of sort of being written at the same time as Sorkin's script, and he ended up just basically doing all his own research, uh, which is why there may be some factual inaccuracies. <laughs> Um, I thought that was sort of interesting, and I think he's talked about using that research to, or, or finding themes through that research, as he put it together, um, and reading sort of the depositions and stuff, and how that influenced sort of the overall look of the uh, overall feel of the film. And it's interesting because Aaron Sorkin's always super big into, like, old themes, like, whatever, Shakespearean, yeah. like, mm-hmm. power struggles and stuff like that. And, like, even in 2010, like, there, weren't, there wasn't that much Facebook controversy, or at least known Facebook controversy <laughs> as there is now or in the last, definitely the last few years. Yeah. And it's always, like, it's very interesting that this movie, like, seems to speak to that. 
and nine years later we're still still dealing with like privacy stuff and also you know someone Zuckerberg who mm-hmm. has so much power in the world and little accountability in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um, both in his own life and, <laughs> and what his, his platform does but yeah. it's really interesting top to bottom yeah and and sort of he's the as you see in the movie sort of the last person you would expect to found the biggest social yeah. network on the planet it's so contrary to what you would expect. You'd think it'd be the Sean Parker or the Eduardo or Mm -hmm. someone who could, like, have a conversation that people like (laughs) that will, like, whisper during a Bill Gates, uh, like, presentation and, like, like get a date out of it. But Mm -hmm. instead, it's it's the Zuckerberg character who is, like, despite everything, still pushing forward all of this. And, like, Zuckerberg himself has, like, denounced the film. He doesn't think that a fiction is fair, but when you look back at it, you're like... Oh my God! It's like yeah. it's really damning depiction when it wasn't. Like, yeah. Mark Zuckerberg wasn't. I I mean I don't think he was that big of a figure now. Now he is like the head of Facebook. He is like often just like one of the most powerful people leaders. Yeah, yeah people in yeah. in the world. The title, the ending title card of like uh, He's uh, the youngest, youngest billionaire, billionaire in the world. Yeah, we were talking about that too um, before we got started because at the end of the film they're like. You know, it has 500 million users and uh, is worth $25 billion. Yeah, now it's worth $550 billion and they have yeah. 2.3 billion monthly users. I think in like t- 2010, like Mark Zuckerberg, you can kind of see him as like this innocent dude who's just making tech, like yeah. go-getter. And now mm-hmm. it's like really damning and scary. Yeah, absolutely. Especially but, but, since they have this movie or they have yeah. like that and it's been nine years and there's... And now it's like validated. I feel yeah. like before yeah. that they were just like... Oh, sometimes cool. it's like for a biopic you want to take like a positive... Some well, some some biopics go negative, some biopics go positive. I feel like the problem with like Bohemian Rhapsody is very sterile of what it's subject matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't want to do yeah. anything offensive to any of the members of Queen. Mm-hmm. But this one's just like, no, this person is like a fucking asshole and he is literally... Yes. But he's also a technical genius, right? The movie is like sort yeah. of fair in that regard too. Like he's created this website and he's coding all up. this stuff out. Yeah. yeah. And, and they walk this like fine line because yeah, I do think that this is a pretty scathing uh, review of him as a person. And then in some of the depositions you're given like these moments with where he's like, I give the minimum attention mm-hmm. and like all this stuff where you're like, well, he is creating something that arguably only he could create or that's mm-hmm. the the sense you get from the movie mm-hmm. whether that's actually true who knows but um, there are moments where you're like huh it's a little bit more complicated than I, than, than just him being like the worst person yeah which seems like he <laughs> he could yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just needs a, a better team more help <laughs> let's talk about Fincher and his directing role started out as a music video director propaganda mm-hmm. films mm-hmm which is a great story. I was watching um, a behind-the-scenes of some film, and apparently at Propaganda Films, this is totally unrelated, but um, at Propaganda Films, Michael Bay also worked there. Yeah. And he was, like, an avid brown noser of David Fincher. Really? Yeah. Really? And so you can go on, like, YouTube and see of, like, one-for-one shots where Michael Bay, like, rips off David Fincher. <laughs> Pretty, like, egregious, but that's where... He, like, he gets to start some music videos, yeah. uh, comes over for Alien 3... And then, like, he's announcing Alien 3. He's, like, not his thing. Not his baby. doesn't want it. I'm, like, a big Fincher fan, and I was, like, I've never seen Alien 3, so 
let me watch it. I bet it's actually good. I bet all the critics are wrong. And, like, you know, it's Fincher. How could it be bad? Pretty bad. <laughs> Pretty he didn't good. have, like, final cut on it. He was like... No, he was like... <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of, like, back and forth yeah. struggle with him. Or that film. Kind of starts his, like, tenuous relationship with studios. Yeah. 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 Does he... Do you... Is there, are there more narratives post Yelling 3? There's, like, a ton of stuff for, like, Fight Club where... Uh, there's a line in Fight Club where it's... Oh, about the having sex with the underage woman. Yeah. And then they didn't want... Yeah, I remember that. And then he was like, I'll change it. So there's a line where, like, it's it's pretty, like, a risque line in, in, the, in the initial cut. And he's like, I'll, the studio's like, you need to change the line. He's like, I'll change it, but you have to keep the next one. And, like, he changed the line to, like, something equally as, like, I want to have your abortion <laughs> or something like that. And they're like, what have we done? <laughs> Wasn't the line, like, um... I haven't been fucked like that since like the sixth grade, grade school, or something. Yeah, 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 and something like that. But I mean, it goes it goes not just in the nineties. It goes to like he had two HBO shows a couple years ago that got canceled because he runs you were, over budget. Yeah, um, like he's really good with his budget, but he always asks for like a billion dollars to <laughs> to do things. It's such a shame those shows never got made. Right? They would have been. Have you? Yeah, because they were about the eighties music, music video, video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. which you like he's the guy to make mm-hmm. that yeah. mm-hmm. and they're like we got this other show called Vinyl that's gonna be this huge hit it's gonna run for millions of years yeah uh, Scorsese's yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah but he's always had this like back and forth with with studios cause he's like I'm always right he's got that <laughs> rebel streak <laughs> yeah when we were talking about um when we were, when we were at South by and he did this interview for it, I get the name mixed up I keep saying like robots sex, one, right? it's the robot one yeah. love death and robots yeah yeah, yeah. When he was doing that Q&A, he was like, well, we wanted to do this anthology series and we wanted to make it a movie, but no one would, no one knew what it was. Like, yeah. is he going to do this movie with <laughs> animated shorts? Yeah. And, like, no one gave him, a, he, well, he apparently went to, I'm assuming it's Netflix, that's the distributor. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, we went to Netflix and we got up a positive um, clearance because it's Netflix and mm-hmm. they're giving money to anyone. And he's like, well, then we started making the rounds of all the other studios and they all, like, rejected me. They like didn't wouldn't take it, so they oh. went back, they wouldn't do Netflix. Yeah, and they had eighteen episodes. There's some really great episodes in there. Some not so great, but he's like the executive producer, and like you can tell that he probably provides some like script notes for certain aspects because yeah. there's some like ones that are really dark and kind of embody the same kind of Fincher vibe, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which is like when we talk about like David Fincher, it is like we were talking about this earlier. He's like the film bro icon besides Nolan yeah. which is like he gets all the for all the wrong reasons <laughs> yeah, like you go on like shame. if you go on like frat row or something and you say you ask any frat guys like what is your favorite film it's gonna be like something from Christopher Nolan or something from David Fincher or like Pulp Fiction and yeah. it's like that yeah. religiously yeah. every single time yeah. his movies are cool but that's not the reason <laughs> yeah. it's so good yeah. it's yeah. just like an added benefit Fight Club's like a microcosm of that yeah. where, where like people like it for the wrong reasons and then he's like oh <laughs> like, this is the opposite of what I was trying to make. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he hasn't made a movie since like in like five or six years, right? It was Gone since Girl. Gone, 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 Gone Girl, and like he just got dropped from World War Z too. Yeah. What is What is he doing now? Nothing. Well, he was doing Mindhunter. Season oh, two's yeah. coming out yeah. soonish. And then he did that Netflix show where he's the executive producer with Tim Miller. And he was still producing House of Cards. Yeah. 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 Sure, he hasn't had an active role there. Yeah. He's probably finding like more. I'm assuming he's probably finding more creative freedoms in television because he can just get money from Netflix. It's like the Netflix yeah. logic. I think it was. Yeah. Someone was bringing up on a podcast talking about like once you're in the Netflix ha- the wheelhouse, mm-hmm. it's hard to leave because they will just give you money, 
and they don't really like. They don't care about runtimes. They don't care, they don't yeah. care about they if you have a twenty-minute episode. Yeah, yeah. 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 there's like, like here's, you run wild. here's ten million dollars to go make one episode of whatever. Go do what you want. <laughs> and he also like Marco Polo. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He, oh. He also loves to do his own. Um, like advertising, like he tries to now sign in that he gets to determine how they market the film. Yeah. So remember Gone Girl? They had that like one poster that was like, "You don't know what it you got till it's dot dot dot," and then it would just say like October twelfth or whatever <laughs> yeah. it came out, and that was David Fincher. He got like he he's got like, like marketing out of it. Like yeah, he's like in Photoshop being like, "This is gonna be great because <laughs> it's gonna be gone." <laughs> that's the answer and I just remember like so many people being like what is this <laughs> what is this about what is October 12th <laughs> but not in the way that creates buzz but yeah no but he, he he's very uh, uh, particular and controlling right yeah. that's like his yeah. reputation mm-hmm. a lot of takes he was yeah. like after Alien 3 he's like I'm never doing that again I want to do things my way um, going back to the number of takes, that's why he shoots digital is because he doesn't have to wait for the dailies to come back next day. He can literally yeah. just see it on the spot. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. He can see it on the spot and just make the decision there, and it's usually like, no, we're going to do it again. Um, <laughs> Times 99. Yeah. He did that with, um, what was it, Zodiac, I think, with Jake Hall in that one car yeah. scene where he's just like, you're doing this fucking again and again and again. <laughs> and famously, Jake Hall gets out of that movie and is like, I will never work with David Fincher again. <laughs> did he say that? Yeah, he said, he said publicly he's never going to work with David Fincher again because of those takes. It's just not, it's not how he wants to act, which is fine. Yeah. I, get, I have very uh, little sympathy now for actors that get Fincher movies and are like, 99 takes? Where did this come from? Yeah. Like, that's it's his news reputation. Anymore. Like, it's yeah. fine if you don't want to do that. Like, props to you. Like, you can Samuel L. Jackson do one take and out. Like, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, like, very, very little sympathy for the, for the, yeah. the John Halls that come in. And do that, but it, I mean, it produces results, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, he makes. I don't think he's made like, besides the Alien Three. It's like hard to dispute. Like, does he have like a like an objectively bad movie? Like people like shit yeah. on like Curious Case of Benjamin Button, but I remember watching that and being like, wow, this is actually like really fucking good. What is that woman saying? And he got like a bunch of Oscar noms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like he's so he's done Seven. He's done um, Panic Room. Panic yeah. Room. He did Fight Club. He uh, did The Game. He did. Um, I think early 2000s early 2000s was Panic, Panic Room yeah. yeah and then he did Zodiac he did Benjamin um, Button Benjamin Button he did Social, 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 Social Network. Network Gone Girl or was there something in the Girl of the Dragon Tattoo oh Girl of oh, the yeah, Dragon Tattoo damn we just got oh. so shafted on that we just got uh, the, the second one they do which is like their, soft, their reboot the Clarice Away one no. yeah so bad it's, it's so, so boring so bad on multiple levels yeah. um and we just got like I, I guess it just didn't make money mm-hmm. Fincher apparently I wanted to do more of them but just Sony wouldn't do it total <sighs> just totally just got robbed of that's the yeah. thing is that like he, he asked for like 80 million dollars to make every film and then they make 120 million dollars and you're like that's on the border <laughs> yeah everything, with the exception being like social network um, and maybe Benjamin Button yeah he yeah. should have just made World War Z too it would be interesting to see him sort of do a sequel that isn't Alien 3. Yeah. Because he would yeah, just totally true. commandeer that whole thing. And just like, or to just do an action genre. Yeah. Like, to do, like, a David Fincher action genre. We've seen him do, like, serial killer, murder, mysteries. <laughs> and he can, he can, a few times, uh, yeah. Once or twice. <laughs> and, and he's obviously very good at that. Yeah. And, like, personally, I like when he does, he's, like, outside of that yeah. and, <laughs> and uses his, like, very calculated everything to... 
to, to comment on other stuff, but... Yeah, it would be interesting to see him do more genre work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would be very strange. I just don't know if he's not interested in that, or yeah. he just didn't get the money for that, or... I bet he would require maybe some, like, exorbitant amount He'd of money. He'd probably be To asking. make the movie he wants to make, it would yeah. cost Especially so for much action. money. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he can talk to his friend Michael May. Yeah. 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 But he's got a working relationship with Chris Miller, so it would be out of the realm of doing it. But Deadpool's not good, so I don't. I don't. I don't want to show you this one, but I don't like Deadpool. I love you. Let's Uh, talk about Deadpool. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so David Fincher's filmography works. I think this is kind of like. Would you guys say this is his peak, or would you say there's other peaks? There's so many peaks. There's, yeah. There's a lot of peaks. I think you can argue, like, between three and four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think it's going to be different for everybody, too, but, like, yeah, I, for sure. I personally hold this movie in very high regard, so... Yes. You know, it, it doesn't have, like, a... For me, it doesn't have, like, a like a shock ending or mm-hmm. to, like, fall back on or, um, you know, kind of, like, a more... I don't want to say gimmicky, but, like, those type of things that I think work really well in things like Seven or Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do love me some, like, Gone Girl because it's a little bit more, like, commentary yeah, on, yeah. on stuff. I love Gone Girl. But uh, <laughs> um, for me, Social Network, it's just, it's, like, the way everything comes together. It's comprehensive. Yeah. It makes it better than, whereas I feel like some of the other ones, it's very just Fincher, like, bringing everything up. Mm-hmm. This is, like, everyone. They all did their part. Yeah. yeah. This is, like, a, Every like, single aspect of the film is so strong from the music to the screenplay to the direction to the acting mm-hmm. yeah uh, to the editing this, it's all crazy this is what so I would be like I call it a lightning in the bottle movie where it's like yeah. this only happened because everything is happening out of pure luck someone said a quote where it's like a great masterpiece movie is just a series of lucky events that are yeah. strung mm-hmm. together and that's pretty much what I feel like this movie is. Maybe not because he does 100 takes. And, you know, <laughs> one out of 100 is, this you know, 1%. Yeah, yeah. So. But, like, my notes here are just, like, script, narrative, score, director, cast. Because everything is just yeah. sublime Top on all levels. Five, yeah. um, so I think within, like, his filmography, it works to be, like... I feel like after this, like, because he only does, like, Gone Girl. And, like, now he's, like, not doing films. Maybe it's because he does other projects. But... To some extent, I feel like he's just like, I've conquered this. Now I'm just, what do I do now? Yeah. So he'll find a project though, and he'll come back and pick it up. Come roaring back. It's, it's fine. It's <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, and this was like one of. Uh, I think it was always tougher when he was shooting on film, right? You know, doing ninety nine mm-hmm. takes. But this is, I think, his first or second movie with with like a digital camera. This is like one of the first red movies, I think. Mm-hmm. And like famously for that boat sequence, the one that's yeah. great that like I, I don't know exactly why it's in the movie, but it's just so good <laughs> that like it should be with the sound. It's probably the sound yeah. No, we're not cutting. This. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need the hall of the mountain. Fa- famously, yeah. he's like, "Well, I want these shots, and the only way we can get these shots is we put this camera on this boat." <laughs> and and the, at the time, like the red was a lot smaller than than like a film camera and a lot lighter, but it still wasn't enough to like be on the boat. And he's like. I'm back here on Monday, do it, like, figure it out, and, like, had this, like, rig set up where they would, like, take different parts of the camera and, like, put it all over the boat to distribute the weight so we can get all those amazing shots, and it's... I love that. Yes. What was it? I think it was, this is a totally non... It's kind of related, but was it Danny Boyle for 127 hours? Like, well, what do I, what do I need for this camera to get inside these rock crevices? And, like, I need some power, the camera sensor, and the lens, and he's, like cool and you like disassemble the whole camera <laughs> and just put like the bare necessities for the camera to fit in that tiny space so 
It's always fun hearing those, like, those little innovations that they just yeah. have to do out of necessity. <laughs> Brute force. Yeah. They're just like, well, I really want this shot. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're going to avoid the warranty on this, like, $300,000 camera. He's like, uh-uh. <laughs> do it. Yeah. So. And, and I think, like, and this won a lot, like, or is nominated and won a lot of technical awards, social network. Yeah. And what I really like about David Fincher is, like, the seamless... Uh, CG yeah, that's in yeah. stuff. Oh my yeah. god, yes. Okay. This is such a great example, this movie. Yeah. The Army Hammer characters. Yeah. And even like nine years later, there's like one or two moments where it's a little uncanny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it looks like they just like Arya Stark to the like a face on <laughs> yeah. on Josh Pence's body. Yeah. Um, but like top to bottom, he Pretty doesn't much. he does just like invisible yeah. cut where where it's yeah. like the same scene, but it's like different takes and like it's insane how they he does that in the you can't even tell. There's yeah. like a, if you go on YouTube, it's like invisible CGI work or VFX work, and he does it with like all his films. He does it with like Benjamin Button, mm-hmm. um, even though it's a little bit more prominent there. This one is like literally you can't. I, there's a great letterbox review. He's like, I demand to know what, what David Fincher did with the second Army Hammer because he's just <laughs> Yeah. Um, and he, he like speeds up and slows down, like different takes. So to get, especially in, like, the Sorkin script, because it's so, like, back and forth, you'll, like, draw a line, and it'll be, like, take one on the left side of the screen, take three on the right side <laughs> of the screen, and then he'll, like, speed up and slow down both of them so that it lines up so there's, like, no space between them. And he does it in a way that, like, you can't even tell that it's, it's been, like, been done. It feels totally natural. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. insane. Yeah, um, the CG stuff is crazy in all of his movies, too. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever the video is, it's like a YouTube like um, video essay that like breaks down all of Fincher's CG is really cool. Yeah, because the best CGI work is the ones where you can't tell it's CGI work. So yeah. stuff like Zodiac, where it's like period set mm-hmm. and he's shooting on location in like two thousand seven San Francisco, and it's like, oh no, this is nineteen sixties, and he's <laughs> yeah. like, this is what we do. There's like another thing like in Gone Girl, like they're throwing like gummy bears, and the gummy bears are all CG because it, <laughs> it was too hard to actually throw them and have them bounce the perfect yeah. way so he's like let's just do it what um, they needed was Josie Eisenberg to throw that pen yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah which actually happened yeah. 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 I think that's another good uh, gem out of the uh, audio commentaries yeah. highly recommend watching this movie I think there are two versions of audio commentary one mm-hmm. with Fincher and one with the actors maybe yeah. um, and they're both super interesting Let's talk about awards. The point I have on my notes sheet here because this well, movie got, got shafted. <laughs> a lot of well nominations. Said. You got a best picture nomination, best director, best actor, best adapted screenplay, best original score, best sound mixing, best cinematography, and best film editing. Uh, one for editing or score, writing, score and writing. I mean, it like when you the best picture category went to like an objectively kind of just null. Vibeless film, I would feel like. It, it's, it's like a strong year, too. Oscar yeah, it was a great year. You had some people don't like 127 hours, but say what you will, is there. Black Swan was great. Uh, Inception was also. Inception was in there. Yeah. Toy Story 3, True Grit. Damn. Yeah, a it's year. a stacked year. Yeah, it's like the expanded. Um, yeah, it was one of the first years. Yeah. yeah, I think it was the second year, right? Yeah, so yeah. they did like all 10 or something. Yeah, and like it's a great year, and then for me. <laughs> It hurts. Yeah. Um, no, well, because because Social Network came out and people are like, shit, this is really good. Critical acclaim, made some money, uh, made like a culture impact, and it was early front runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, people thought it was going to happen. And then King's Speech came out of nowhere and was like, 
being like the traditional Oscar mm-hmm. movie had the Weinstein backing, yeah, uh, <laughs> where uh, they can campaign for it, mm-hmm. was like a period piece, um, was based on something. Um, the Academy members know very well, which is learning how to like dictate and speak with like, yeah. learn how to act. Basically. And it's also okay. just like a, a movie with a, a guy you're rooting for that has <laughs> yeah. quote unquote heart, um, supposedly. And, uh, Social Network wins the Golden Globe for um, for best picture, best motion picture drama, and and directing. And then between like the month between them, uh, out of nowhere, like Weinstein pours all this money into the the King's Speech campaign, and it becomes the front runner, and it like takes away directing and actor and 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 best picture, and you know. Props to it because we're we're still talking about the King's Speech nine years later, right? <laughs> Only in the context, context of it. I wonder so. if Fincher just has like a bad relationship with the Academy. I I would I would think I he doesn't do. campaign well. Yeah. <laughs> I would see him not watching him on interviews. I can't imagine like if he was actually just trying to reach out yeah. support and. It's just frustrating to me because the King's Speech is like very similar, like on the ground level to Social Network. It's like based on a true story about mm-hmm. like this real person that is like fudging a lot of stuff. And like for me, the King's Speech is just not very interesting, despite a couple like decent performances because it's just like some guy like you know the second that it starts what the arc is like. Yeah. He's gonna eventually talk better. Like <laughs> and that's fine. Like I'm not saying it shouldn't be made, but like in this picture out of that crop. Yeah. We're talking about all those movies yeah. more. Honestly, <laughs> many of those movies are like best picture quality. Yeah, in like a tough year, but like, damn, social network. <laughs> uh, the other one was Winter's Bone, which I've never seen. No. Winter's Bone's great. J-Law's first big movie, right? She wins, right? Yeah, yeah. No, she. I don't think she won. She didn't win? No, I don't um, think so. She got it from American Hustle a couple <laughs> years later. Yeah, don't get or started. Still so 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 equally so as like. <laughs> the other one is the so kids bad. are all right, which I have never seen either. Uh, so it's that's has not aged well. <laughs> um, but yeah. They, Tom Hooper is just like you've got, you're going to get cats now oh yeah. my god I personally do not like Tom Hooper <laughs> she has everything like, like slanted slanted like on their nose yeah and and then it's supposed to be this like c- big cinematic thing like mm-hmm. I almost died watching Les Mis because and I thought Anne Hathaway should have probably won and she didn't and but like it's just like there's this big giant like big uh, like set piece and it's just like we're just gonna see the left nostril of Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> um, let's see. We talked about the scripts. Uh, we talked uh, briefly at the beginning about like the narrative kind of this. There's so many. I guess in for me personally, and I doubt you guys are contested. There's so many great narrative moments in the film. Oh yeah. So I guess I don't know. I kind of just want to talk about like particular scenes in general. My, one of my favorite scenes is when Sean Parker comes in and they host him to dinner. Yes. I love it. That yeah. is just one of the most... Incredible editing. Incredible mm-hmm. editing. The music is kind of... It's got this gravitas. It's kind of like something malicious. Is it's like churning. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes, exactly. But it's like, it's got momentum to it and it's like we're moving... Again, fat, we're moving at this fast pace but there's something underneath it that gives it this kind of like cautionary texture to mm-hmm. it where it's... Um, like Sean Parker is like luring them down like this more, like yeah. dangerous path, and you can watch Zuckerberg get into it, and yeah. he's loving it, so and sort of get you know, um, get convinced of 
the allure of Sean Parker, whereas Eduardo is. is like, what am I listening yeah. to? Like, what it, you know, and it's what like, it's because it's Sean Parker is like, he's being perse- persecuted by like the federal government for yeah. making Napster, right? At this he's point. broke. Yeah. yeah. He's still homeless. living. He's homeless. He's living the lifestyle. He has no job. But he's still so suave. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, there are several hints that he is known for his, like, sleeping with, like, college students. Yeah. Um, and, like, all the scene. But I think it's really, really interesting to set, like, all this up with the frame of, like, three separate depositions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also frequently cutting back and forth between them in the sense, like, a lot of the memorable lines of this are are said in the scenes or they they take place in the scenes, but you're cutting back for the deposition characters to say them, to finish them. Yes. And so there's like a lot of like iconic lines yeah. that like you forget, you think they are said in the moment, and then you're cutting back to like a, a jaded Eduardo. Yeah. And like being like, and what did you say? And it's like point zero three percent. Like a million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? <laughs> you're like what I thought yeah no in the trailer in the trailer Sean Parker says it but in the it says the billion dollars line. but yeah. so many classic lines in this movie too mm-hmm. so many memorable drop lines. those uh, it's clean yeah, yeah it's clean shit that's like yeah. that's like a whole like thing that still people say that's yeah. Like, yeah so great um, also, just short correction. I said persecuted when it should have been prosecuted by the federal government. Oh. Well, I think you could say either one. He he, in his brain thinks he's being like yeah, persecuted, persecuted by like <laughs> yeah. all these different paranoid. people and agencies, and yeah, he's totally paranoid and like yeah. you know also a red flag. But <laughs> yeah, that scene is just so good. Um, another scene uh, is like you mentioned before the deposition scene where he's like, if I had, if you had invented Facebook, you would have invented Facebook. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that one's great. Or and then like in the, the time of that, like the one where they ask him a question, he's just like, "It's raining." Yeah. And then he's like, "Do I have your full attention?" And they get he launches in that. Yeah. Thing. I like yeah, and you see like his notepad and it's, it's all like, doodles. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, oh yeah. That, one of my favorite lines <laughs> that I use in conversation yeah. that no one ever gets is like someone it's like the whole like so eighteen thousand dollars <laughs> plus the one thousand no, dollars so nineteen thousand dollars. He's like, "Hey, hold on." <laughs> Let me check your math on that. Yeah, I got the same thing. <laughs> like, yeah, great. So great. He's been such a dick. Yeah. yeah. Um, the but, scene where uh, Eduardo figures out that he's being left behind, oh. but Brenda Song's burning the scarf that he just got him or her is just like, it's a great kind of cross-cutting where you're just like, oh my God. And then they turn it on its head too because like, yeah. we got invested. Like this is every moment where it's like they hit a milestone or they get like a big jump, something bad happens. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, and it's also mirrored. So like when they hit the, I forget what number, 100,000 maybe, uh, when they're in the dorm rooms and uh, they're like bickering back and forth, Eduardo and, and, and Zuckerberg, uh, at the very end, he picks up the, the cease and desist from the Winkle of Eye, mm-hmm. and, and he's like, what's this? Which is the same yeah. line he gives when it's the 0.03%. It's like, what, what is this? Mm-hmm. And then the, and then Dustin in the background is like, 100,000 users, yeah. and it's like a million users with yeah. the Wasteland's <laughs> laptop. Yeah. And it's like all these things, you're constantly undercutting these big moments that in any other movie, in Bohemian Rhapsody, it, it would have been be, celebrated. Yeah, it would be like, we're popping champagne, <laughs> um, and all Company success is <laughs> high, but personal failures yeah. is right there. Yeah. It just gets worse and worse, yeah. and then then Sorkin's add like entire like layers of like comedic relief that is also like not you laugh because it's like real real dark like the whole like yeah. in that scene you're mentioning Greg he's like also I'm breaking up with you like, yeah. and the whole thing and it's it's intense yeah and it's a real interesting tone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. another 
just you just go on forever. Yeah. Right? Where do we want to draw the line on which you could <laughs> truly talk about just Seven about every scene yeah. in the movie? I mean, even right? we talked about like the rowing scene. It seems so out of place, but it seems it, you don't so need it. Awesome, yeah. but it's so oh, cool. Yeah, it's like the tilt shift photography too going on, like uh, to to create like the Henley on the Thames race, like yeah. so yeah. cool. It's insane. Army <laughs> Hammer's bringing it back. Yeah. Yeah. And Army then the Hammers. scene following where they're like talking to all these Europeans. Yeah. Um, and Lost the race. Too close. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So close. Have you ever seen a race that close? Just so incredible. You're incredibly <laughs> close. Yeah. That wouldn't tell me how close it was. <laughs> and, and, and the whole time it's just like iconic line after iconic line. That, you can, that could be your pull for the trailer if they didn't already have the best trailer yeah. Yeah. which you should talk about Grant because yeah. I know you're you're a big fan I love this this trailer when I, I, did, I did a tweet a while ago where I was like anytime where I want to watch a movie but don't have time for it I'll just throw on the social network trailer because it is just so good yeah. and it starts like that kind of that, that music aspect where people take <laughs> a, a classic song and they make it somber and that happens creep the creep <laughs> it's so good you can just throw that 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 was done by some children's orchestra. <laughs> yeah. So Choir. you could throw that on and it just bangs. And, it's like, mm-hmm. and that's the movie, right? It's like it's this classic like nothing to everything story that is yes. like this song. Yeah, that's a huge theme of the movie yeah. too is like sort of like um, new money, old money, you know, yeah. with mm-hmm. like the Winklevi versus Zuckerberg. Yeah. Well, though Zuckerberg isn't like new new money. He's new tech. He's money. richer yeah. than the movie p- portrays him, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially now. Especially, Especially well, now. Yeah, I, I, he's, he's got a couple, yeah. couple dollars yeah. to together. He's doing okay. Yeah, he's doing <laughs> okay. And the cool thing about that trailer is like the first minutes, like the trailer is a two and a half minutes, but the first minute is just them playing that creep song and like images of the Facebook thing. And then in a minute and a half, they end up just creating this whole kind of momentous the collage. Page, the collage yeah. and everything. It's so. It's like hard for 2000. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> give it a best tra- give it whatever those trailer awards should have just won the whole thing. <laughs> yes. Just so good. Um, In fact the trailer should have won Best Picture. <laughs> Over the King's Speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. So good. <laughs> Type of script, narrative, scores, tremendous. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> it basically then makes Trent Reznor a, a film composer. Yeah. And and that was their first collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. And it wins best Oscar for a non-conventional score. Yeah. It's like it's crazy. it's like tones and like almost like background ambiance like mm-hmm. but it just works so well. It's yeah. alienating in a weird way. Yeah. But it, it it's so driving as well. Sort mm-hmm. of the emotional appeal of um hand covers bruise is the main theme mm-hmm. um and and it plays, plays throughout mm-hmm. the film a, a couple of times but um but yeah, it's so it, it gives you an, uh, an emotional tone um, and a resonance throughout and then you know it sort of switches when he's coding to the techno music and yeah. uh, the upbeat electronic um, type of music and, and that is a totally new driver of, um, of theme and of, uh, of technology and of emotion for Zuckerberg um, and that's super interesting too and we'll just cut out at like yeah. unexpected times and you just get the sense of like open, empty, aloneness mm-hmm. that is crazy because the handcuff is bruised is, is I saw this I'm like I don't need me if it's actually real but uh, <laughs> is uh, so they have like the, it plays at the intro during the credits mm-hmm. and it plays like two or three times uh, the rest of the movie but it's a different version each time mm-hmm. and Trent Reznor like recorded the, the same thing but like further and further away 
<coughs> excuse me, from the mic. Hmm. So it seems like more and more distant from Zuckerberg as he gets more and more isolated from like his friends like Eduardo yeah. and stuff like that. And it's like, it's fantastic. What does he do? He works with Fincher, especially for um, Gone Girl later on. Mm-hmm. But does, what does he do outside? Does anyone know off the uh, nine, nine Inch Nails. Uh, uh, but like for filmographies. I know Atticus oh, uh, Ross did that um, Beach Boys movie with Paul Dano, Love and Mercy. Um, Trent Reznor did like a couple other things, but it was pretty like not... Are they both Nine Inch Nails people? No. I think Atticus Ross is like a more like studio producer. Yeah, he's more <laughs> like a producer. Um, but they just happened to team up. But he turns into a couple other things. They did Bird Box. Yeah. There's like a couple things where it's like a little bit (laughs) dud for the movie, but maybe the soundtrack's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, they're one of those things where it's just like this component is feeding into a larger overall product that's just stellar all around. I have one question for you guys. Okay. Okay. There's a moment, this is very specific, but you guys are all experts. Yeah. I just need, I need an answer, an explanation, uh-huh. or something. There's that scene when uh, they use the zip line, right? They're in Palo Alto for the first time, and like, yes. zip mm-hmm. line, and like Sean Parker shows up at the door, he's like, you're here, whoa! Yeah. And, they, and Zuckerberg invites him in, mm-hmm. and goes to the fridge, and starts throwing, oh my God, throwing, yeah, <laughs> throwing the bottles, okay? Yes. Throws a bottle, hits a wall. <laughs> Comedic, very funny, yeah. very funny. Uh, throws another bottle, gives it to, or like gives it to Parker or Sean yeah. Parker or someone. Then there's a third bottle yeah. <laughs> that he throws, and we cut to uh, we're looking at Jesse Eisenberg like from the side. Bottles coming towards the camera, and it explodes. And I need to know if that is point of view of the wall from David <laughs> Fincher because it is so jarring every time I've seen it. Like, do not understand it. It is. Mind numbing to me, and every time I've seen this movie a lot, <laughs> I do not understand it. The only explanation I can think of is that we the camera is the point of view of the wall and the bottle because it shatters in midair. Yeah, is is the bottle's hitting the wall, which is the camera lens, and it's shattering. But I don't understand. I need help, guys. Do you think it's him just being like, I'm a fly on the wall, or like Maybe. The, the perspective oh is fly on the wall? I love that. <laughs> I, I didn't think too much about it besides like, oh, this is just, it, you know. it just explodes in midair. Yeah, I'm just like, why? It might come up in the commentary. You might talk about how they did it. Well, um, I have to, I'll have to, have to rewatch it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna throw this bottle. You need to hit it with this BB gun. <laughs> shatter some serious and expensive glass here. Yeah, sort of a good question. How many times has everyone here seen the film? Oh, <laughs> it's gonna be oh, embarrassing. God. Okay, for, so this we were talking about this earlier. This is like one of the gateway films yeah. that I saw in high school. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, filmmaking, and then you just like you go from from there. I was yeah, I was saying with that too. Like, I think this movie inspired sort of two types of people, um, and it inspired like tech bros that like yeah. were like, oh, I can take shots and code an amazing wish they thing, could. <laughs> make make a billion dollars easy. Uh, haven't you seen the Social Network? And then it inspired more normal people that were like, damn, this is a really cool movie, and like, this is so well shot, and like, so interesting, and engaging, and well paced, that maybe I should watch more movies, and like, yeah. I think I fall into that second camp, like Greg, maybe. Yeah, I've seen, so, I've seen it several handful times in high school, because it'd be like a movie where I'm like, what movie are we watching tonight? We're gonna watch Social Network, <laughs> and we're gonna yeah. do it again, and again, and again. Um, uh, and I saw it, I remember seeing it sophomore year, of college, seeing it again with film clubs showing of it, 
Yeah, my departing film. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great choice. Yeah. I like just showing. This is going to random clips. Most of it's just me like, you know what? I want to fucking see the uh, the dinner the dinner scene with uh, Sean Parker again. Yeah. And I'll watch that one time, and then I'll just be like, okay. Or I'll go to a clip. I'll go. It'll be like points where I watch like twenty minute blocks. Mm-hmm. Like I think you mentioned it earlier, where you just yeah. like I'm gonna watch this little one scene and then just continue and continue and continue. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've probably seen it like twenty five times. Yeah, like I'm not <laughs> probably in that in that realm as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had been like two or three years since I'd seen this mm-hmm. before we watching for this, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh maybe. And like two scenes in, I'm like, okay, this line, this is like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're just like, oh, they cut here, right? That's yeah. great. Every yeah. time I see it, I'm just honestly still impressed by like, how much it holds up, but also how much it still manages to impress me every time I watch it with different scenes. So This is the film, like, for all my friends who don't understand why I like film, I'm like, just, just watch The Social Network. Yeah. You'll get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I force people to watch this movie. Like, uh, if they haven't seen it, I'm like, all right, well, we can watch it now. <laughs> Especially if they're like a Facebook movie? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to watch a Facebook movie. I think okay. just like even now, it's just it's so good just to pair it with now, and you're just like, fuck, look at this, like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. This is like nine years later, where like elections are being undermined by like yeah. this guy who made this hot or not app. In yeah, he doesn't now. understand the consequences of sort of what he's built or or doesn't react to, you know, the the criticisms that he needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. Man, what would, what would we give for a sequel? Do you think even David Finch would want to do a sequel to this? No. What do you even do? Like, how do you top something that's so perfect? I think the only way you can do a sequel is if you like divorce it almost entirely. Like the I think you'd from... have to keep only Eisenberg would be probably yeah. the only yeah. thing that would stay. Yeah. You couldn't even have like the tone of no. this social network now. It'd just be so way more scarring. You would have to. I think it would have to be more like. This is real. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I don't think this movie ever implicitly is like, this is what happened, mm-hmm. but I think people thought it was. Yeah, that's a good point. If you sort of ran fast and loose with the details of a new Facebook movie, it would not be as effective, I don't think. Yeah. Because like the true, the true story right now is just so crazy that uh, it would lose its impact. And I'm just not convinced that Aaron Sorkin... I think he cares much more about like a narrative arc than he does about... Uh, facts in his things. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. If you go through like Steve Jobs even, or Moneyball or Moneyball mm-hmm. or some of the newsroom. Yeah. Um, yeah. But maybe a lot of the newsroom. <laughs> um, but it's it, it'd be interesting to see a follow up. I don't know if I would want the same yeah. crew. I mean, I want Dave Fincher to do anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I have to be trading crypto. So. Yeah. 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 When it I saw that, worth it just for the Bitcoin. Yeah. When I saw it at. Um, when I saw that at South by Southwest, I almost laughed my ass off because I was like, these fuckers are going into, like, crypto, which is like... Yeah, they were the first <laughs> Bitcoin billionaires. Yeah. Jesus I don't think they're uh, Bitcoin billionaires any longer, but uh, they were the first. They're not the maybe world's maybe. youngest billionaires. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Closing thoughts, I feel like we just kind of already went through them. Just like a masterpiece movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. I'd, uh... Say it's pretty good. We're all wearing Prada suits. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And fuck you flip flops. Yeah. 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 Another iconic line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, thanks guys for coming on. We appreciate it. You know, recording this on a Sunday, so it's not <laughs> easy for you know to get up this early and you know make an effort to do this. But we 
We appreciate you. I do it you. for the social network. Yeah. yeah. Very few movies. That we, that we yeah. Is there a second movie you do it for? Yeah, because we need people. So the social network, too. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Let us know when that comes 20. out. 20. We'll bring out, what's a movie that would get Jamie out for this? Not that we would, because it's just like. I think so trying to recruit us to record one right after this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have like another 50 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so that should do it we have a new episode podcast every Monday at 8am on SoundCloud Spotify iTunes and Google Play uh, you can find us on Facebook at UW Film Club you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Film Club UW um, if you have anything submit for the uh, UW Student Film Festival that's going on right now submit your stuff share with your friends please use our Amazon Smile link our me undies HelloFresh Blue Apron Blue Apron Hymns Stamps.com. Stamps.com. Uh, what's the one with the, the roller backpack every week? I forget it. Oh, the one with like the charger and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that one like, can't get through yeah. security. <laughs> what's the mattress? Casper. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think there's another one. Brooklyn. I think there's actually Brooke two. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, yeah. Zip recruiter. Did you say Zip that? Recruiter. Uh, <laughs> e transfer. Cash app. Cash app, yeah. Man. We have all of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're sponsored. But uh, thank you once again, guys, for coming on. Thanks for thank having you. us. Thank you for the listeners. And uh, see you next week. Bye. Bye.